This reminds me of my first experience in radio. It was back in the early 80s. People with disability and mental health. There's always controversy with us. The mysteries of the mind and consciousness. And we might get to the bottom of something or we might start something new. We're going to run the gamut and we're going to have a good time. Waking Braves. No, not Waking Braves. We're Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves? Breaking Waves. Breaking Waves. Um, yeah, yeah. She's I'm just looking good. You're looking good, Shay. Yes. Am I looking good in a Germanic way? Yes. Okay, that was Kraftwerk. It was under Sorgenegger for the Austrians. Said, "Yeah, hello." Hey, guess what? Yes. Um, yes. You're listening to Breaking Waves. Yes. And I'm, I'm Jeff. And I'm Shay. And we're glad yeah. to be here. Yes. Today, mm-hmm. all the way. Hey, hey, are you excited yeah. today, Shay? Yes. Out of 10? Yes. 1 to 10, how excited are you? Um, t- 10 out of 10. Oh, man, that's, that's insane. Uh, uh, oh. And my mum wanted to interview you. Maybe we should interview like Peter, Shay, look, Peter of Mabel. Everyone wants to interview me. No, no, Mabel of Peter, Peter of the band of founder of Mabel. Anyway, look, speaking of interviews. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, yeah. Do you know why we played the model by Kraftwerk? Yes. Or a very small snippet of yeah, it? Yeah. Um, because today we've got a special guest coming up, and she is um, an internationally renowned celebrity mm-hmm. designer. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Fatten Lawn, and she is going to be here very soon to talk about fashion and design and catwalks and models, mm-hmm. uh, German and otherwise. Um, and she's putting on a show. She's going to be part of a, a show coming up in the very near future, which we'll talk about too, which is going to feature some models with disabilities on the catwalk. Now, have you ever considered being a model, Shay? Uh, yeah, I do, but I think... Because uh, I, mean, uh, I, I can see you in your uh, underpants, uh, like uh, a Calvin uh, Klein uh, kind uh, of uh, underpants uh, dude yeah, yeah, sauntering yeah. down the catwalk to this song. She's um, a model and uh, his look, DJ. Um, I would, but I'm 97 kilos. I'm not. I'm overweight. So. That's the beautiful thing. Like there is yeah, no, no such thing as overweight <laughs> anymore. Okay. See, in the world of modelling and fashion and yeah, advertising, yeah. what I've noticed, and I want to talk to to mm. um, Fatten about this, is that they now have n- not just beautiful, classically beautiful models, but they have outsized, extra size models. They have fat models. They have short models. They have weird looking models. They have mm. models with disabilities. They have all ability models, and that's part of what I think she's going to be doing yeah, with I, this I, show. I, I think that mainstream kids and special needs need to know that. Yeah, it's a hard challenge to be a model, and you have to know what you. <sighs> you, you have to. You have to be very good looking. No, no, that's the whole point. That's <laughs> what I was just talking about. <laughs> yeah. Anyone can be a model. <laughs> okay. Uh, you could uh, be. You could look like uh, a chook's bum, uh, uh, and my, you could be a model. My uncle Jerry is a model. He's an actor. I don't know. Jerry. Your uncle Jerry is he a model? I don't know. Your uncle Jerry's a handsome-looking man. Yes. For someone who's about sixty. Yeah, sixty-one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I I just say, uh, 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 Ruth, have you ever been a model? Well, she can't talk because she's a sign of partner here. But she's nodding, I think, vociferously. Yeah, yeah. Can you nod vociferously? Or is yeah. that, I, I just, what is do that you, synesthesia? What, what, what do you think about model Miranda Kerr, the lady of the... Is the she, lady, does yeah. she sell underpants? I don't know. Um, move in and eat that microphone. You, oh, sorry, you, yeah, yeah, just kiss it. Make kiss love it. to the <laughs> microphone. Love, kiss. Yeah, kiss. 
I'm going to tell you a kiss, Vic. <laughs> you going to talk about your girlfriend now? Yeah. Uh, oh, I see I see the leap of logic. You were talking about Miranda uh, Kerr, yes. who I sense is a famous model. model. Is yes, that right? Yes. Does she get around in, in her bra and underpants? Yeah. Is I'm that what she does? Maybe, I'm not sure. No. You're not sure? Not you seem sure. to be pretty up on this, man. Yeah, yeah. Have you got like a Miranda F- F- Kerr portfolio? <laughs> no. But the, no. The, uh, <laughs> the, the post for... for no, I don't know. Okay. Well, look, and we're going to uh, talk to uh, Fatten very soon. Um, I just want to find out briefly, have you had a thrilling week? Because I know your dad and your stepmom, Pippi, yeah. were just here from not Swaziland, not Botswana, but Mozambique. Mozambique. And, and my, my dad was upset because Fiona had died at 96 just recently, like the same as the day of Queen. Yeah, that's his mum, right? Yes. You know, she did everything right. She had a long, rich, fulfilling life, and she died quite peacefully in a sleep. Y- it's yes. like a textbook. That's the way you want it to be. Mm, yeah, Botanical Gardens, and I went there and saw it with Mum Marani, and we saw it at the Botanical Gardens. And I mean, someone uh, made made a like a, a floral uh, octopus. Plus, yeah, my friend Guy Frederick had an octopus, and then there was a shark. Yeah, a shark in the sorry, Mike. Um, the Mike, uh, the 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 shark and the octopus were in botanical gardens, like made of pansies uh, or, or flowers. I don't know, pansies are flowers. Uh, I'm not sure. But look, okay, were, were they? Floral? Were they plant octopus and sharks, or were it's they were shark, they sculptures, sculptures made of other a, materials? A material with the sharks and the octopus. Okay, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. going on now? Was it? Uh, he said the art exhibition is finished. It's botanical gardens gone. It's finished. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's one thing we like to do on Breaking yeah. Waves. Yeah. Is mention mention great shows yeah. that have finished, mm. but um, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> of course the botanic uh, gardens. I just the satanic yeah. gardens to some, not to me, are great to visit yeah. any old time. So yeah. that's our plug. And if they want to sponsor this show, they, yeah. they they're very well. Botanic gardens, just give it's, us a call because yeah. we'll we'll talk you up yeah. big. Yeah. yeah. Biography of Fatten. Fatten was born in Egypt to a humble father who was a chef from a small country town and a mother who was a seamstress. She started working from the age of 14 to help support her mother, father and six siblings. They moved to Australia to start a new promising life when she was just five and she feels very blessed to have been brought up and loved by her parents. Her father taught her to embrace her individuality and encouraged her decisions, especially how she dressed and her personal style. She was lucky to have two talented parents to inspire her, which got her to where she is today as the main designer behind Cleopatra Collection of by Horace. Fatten is 45 years old and has three amazing sons who she's very proud of. She encourages her sons to explore their own creative style. Her purpose in being a part of the fashion industry is to inspire others to think creatively and to embrace and recognize their own individuality, to explore different patterns, styles, materials, colors, textures. Her designs are daring and really reflect her personality. She aims to give everyone the confidence to be daring and get comfortable with themselves. She also wants to highlight the talent of people with special needs and disabilities by giving them a platform in the fashion world. Fatten's latest collection can be seen on Saturday 22nd of October at the Stamford Plaza Grand Ballroom's Global Elite Fashion Festival, an unforgettable evening of fashion. Breaking waves. Make welcome, Fatten. Hi, Shay, and I'm Jeff. 
Hi, Fatten. Thank you so much for breaking your busy schedule to come into our humble little radio program, although most big celebrities do make time to come in and see us. Can I ask, before we go anywhere, um, you're looking at me, you're looking at Shay, you're looking, I can see your eyes are hanging out with just, I don't know, wonder and envy at our fashion sense. How do you rate the way we we dress and our style? Because that's your bag, you know, your thing. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Um, I'm standing oh. up and modelling here. <laughs> well, you can't go wrong with black. There you go. Black's always a good colour to have. And mm. sporty shea. Mm. That's fantastic, mm. right? Yeah. We've got to have a sporty shea. I mean, yeah. even... It um, sounds like a doll. Sporty yeah. shea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I like baseball. Nice. He so does. Scovers team Granada Sharks. He's a baseball yeah. freak. He just <laughs> yeah. knows every statistic <laughs> yes, about baseball yeah. ever. And, and the Scovers, the Prime Minister, throws the Granada Sharks. Okay. <laughs> now we're not going to get him to Scomo, are we? We're not. He likes <laughs> no, to get him to Scomo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to just say, what do you say about uh, starting with clothes? What, what do you start with clothes? Uh, I started making clothes um, about three months ago, so it hasn't been that long ago. Um, my interest, though, has obviously stemmed from my mum, who was a seamstress. So okay. Ever since I was young. So yeah. you, it hasn't been that long because no. I saw some. I, I looked on um, some of the channels and I saw some of your designs, which look look flowing and glittery and sumptuous and wonderful. I thought this woman's been making clothes for sixty five years, even though she's only forty five years old. I don't know how she's done it. But it's only three months. It's only three months. Um, obviously, I've I've grown up around it, um, but I my interest uh, expanded three months ago. Okay. And I haven't looked back. So, you um you've got an Egyptian background, and your father was a chef, which is a kind of creative field, I guess. You, you make stuff, and your mother was a seamstress, so she makes stuff. Just so, do you think? Like the the design. What do you call yourself? Like a dressmaker, a designer, a, 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 um, um, a clothing designer. You've got um, a title. Yeah, I would say a designer, a clothing designer, um, dressmaker. I'm trying really hard to learn how to make my own dresses, but I have got people behind the scenes doing it for me. Okay, I can't take the credit for that. Okay, you got a whole little army of people, yeah. sort of. Yeah. So you're one of these sort of directors that says, "I've got, I've got the idea. You just go and make it." You're like, you know. A hundred percent, and I'm not great at drawing, so a lot of it comes from my mind, and I just kind of sketch it really roughly, and then I kind of go and sit with them and go through of what I want to do. And sometimes we change things along the way because it yeah. doesn't work, but other times it's it's what I design. Okay, that's great. Like. I wish I, I I'm I'm a poet myself, and I wish I could just go to someone like I mean I got this idea for a poem about I don't know this fish and it kind of lives here and I just go and write it and make it good and they go away and write it that'd be good you know but that, that would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> wish we had we had that for everything <laughs> yeah what do you remember about Egy- Egyptian um, yeah I I mean Egypt I went uh, two years ago just before or three years ago before COVID here. Egypt is amazing and there's one part of Egypt in Cairo that I'll never forget. You're driving down a main road and you look to your right when you're coming from the airport and the pyramids are just there. Yeah, right. Mind-blowing. Okay. Yeah. I think I've seen pictures like that. You, you see the pyramids and then the, the, from a certain angle, the city's kind of really close to it. It's like 
It's you kind of think that they're out in the desert somewhere, miles from anywhere, but no, they're actually kind of right on the edge of things. They're smack in the middle of Cairo. Yeah, they're in the middle. <laughs> they're in the middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you climb the big one? Um, I did when I was younger, but I didn't the last few times I went. You're allowed to climb them, obviously. You are. It's not like yeah. Uluru here where you, you can't climb it anymore. No. It's not like a, well, it's a sacred monument, of course, but maybe in a different way. You obviously. can do anything in Egypt. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a tourist slogan. Come to Egypt. You can do anything. Did I just advertise yeah. Egypt? You did. You did. Uh, and there'll be money in your bank account very soon for that. What, what do you think of your dad doing cooking as a chef? Um, my, we grew up with amazing meals made for us um, by my dad, of course, and he's obviously very creative. And I wish um, my dad has passed now, but I wish I learnt a lot from him, um, especially his crepe Suzette. Unfortunately, we didn't. I didn't learn that. I don't know how to make it. That's fancy French stuff, isn't it? It is. He was. Um, he did get. Um, he did go and study in France um, for paste as a pastry chef. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so, did you you left Egypt when you were a young girl? Is that right? I was five. You were five. Do you remember much of it uh, as a child? Did you have like, um? I had friends snippets of it. And- no, not really. I just started school in Egypt when we left, and then I came here and I had to repeat kindergarten again, um, because of the language. And um, I don't know. I just remembered snippets of it, and then I didn't go back until I was fourteen with my mum. Yeah. And then after that, I obviously, I got married at 19, um, had my kids and then never went back till I was 40. All right. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's, yeah, it's strange. I guess always have that, that heritage and that culture sort of lodged within you. Did you, did your parents, well, for a start, why did they pick Australia? If you're going to look at the map and you go, let's go and live here. <laughs> and, and, and did they find it, do you think? It's hard to tell. Obviously, you were five, but was it a culture shock for them? Did they find that they had, did they have difficulty assimilating? You know, living in a new country. Um, of course. Um, I wish it was as spontaneous as that that they just picked a place on the map <laughs> or the atlas and goes, yeah, yeah, let's go there. You had a cousin um, here, right? I had my uncle here. My dad's brother was living here, um, so he helped us get here. And then my dad, obviously, it was a culture shock for my mum and dad. My mum couldn't speak the language at all. My dad could because he was working in hotels in Egypt, tourism. Um, and so he had the English behind him. Yeah. We didn't, so we found it a little bit hard. Um, but he also found it hard because he had to come here and start all over and he couldn't become a chef straight away here. So he worked three jobs um, to make ends meet and... We survived. So he did it for us, really, just so we could have a better future. Yeah. It seems to be kind of a, um, a bit of a common story with with immigrants. I always get mixed up. Emigrant, immigrant. Well, one is coming to a country, one is leaving a country. But anyway, people who come to a country with maybe qualifications of all kinds, be they a chef, uh, a doctor, a scientist. And I think often they have real trouble actually getting work in, that, in the new, new country, in the field that they're you know, really qualified in, even if there's a shortage of doctors or scientists in that country, I think it's it's difficult. So, you know, and that, uh, again, I think your dad working like s- several jobs um, in areas that he's not, you know, uh, trained in or wanted to be in necessarily, that's a fairly common sort of story as well. A lot of hard work. Yes, it is. And I think it's, um, it, it 
it can lead to a little bit of depression, I guess, because they've mm. worked so hard to get to where they were in Egypt. And when they came here, they had to start all over. Yeah, yeah. So it took him a while to kind of adjust. Are and you saying it charges, changes the... Yeah, act- yeah. The like, routine. I guess any kind of routine or way of life disrupted is really hard or can be really hard to adjust to. I mean, I'm a creature of habit, really. <laughs> I think we mostly mm. are. And we mostly like our little comfortable... Mm. Ways and even if they're disrupted in small ways, it's like, oh, you're going to get picked up five minutes later than you normally would. It's like, oh no, that's throwing my world into disarray. Mm. Imagine if you get chucked to the other side of the of the, of the planet, and they go, well, you're going to work here and do this and that. That'd be but difficult. What do you What do you do with disability? With people, do, have you have you decided to make a new thing for fashion about disability? Yes, Shay. So we're doing an inclusive runway. It's called Runway with a Purpose. And that's to make sure that we're being inclusive um, to different walks of life, I guess. Um, uh, We're inviting people with disabilities, special needs, um, you know, the gay and lesbian community, um, some of our... we just want to be inclusive with everybody and make sure that everyone knows that they can um, walk in a runway and they are welcome to in my show. That's great. And so when's this? When's that event happening? So we're doing that um, at Pitt Street Mall on the eighteenth of November. All right. Okay. Yeah. Open air out in the out in the mall. Yeah. You're it's gonna never be been like, done before. Like so a raised cool. catwalk and that kind of thing. Um, it'll just... be it'll be a flat um, yeah. runway. Yeah. Um, have you got room? Like Shay was pretty keen to do some modeling. I think, <laughs> like, I don't know. Do you do a line of glittery underpants? Or anything like that? <laughs> oh, well. I, I think I think he'd look good. I think so. Do you want to? Do you want to join our runway, Shay? Are you ready for it? Uh, no, 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 maybe when my mum comes, she's coming on the second of October. And I, will I reckon when your mum gets back to the country, a big surprise would be would be to say, "Arani, we're taking you to Pitt Street Mall to meet Shay." <laughs> And, and there's this big fanfare of music, and out mm. down the catwalk comes this dude in uh, in these gl- glittering underpants with flashing lights, fairy lights around the side, just with a big feather bow waving around his head. She goes, that's Shay. Uh, remember, and I go, yeah, remember, now he's remember, come a long way. Remember Richard, Richard the man at Autism, mate, he, he went and fashioned in East Gardens. Did he? Upon Junction. Oh, you're West, right. So, so you're West, bike- West, Westfield, yeah. You've got a friend who did modelling, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Richard Havery. Okay. Yeah, autism well, mate. Yeah, do you know him? I I think I might have met him, but I wanted to ask Fatten along the lines of what we we're just talking about. Um, in in advertising and fashion and images on billboards, in general now you do see I think more models of different diff, all all kinds of kinds of abilities and sizes, outsize, extra shaped, you know, fat models. Skinny models, short models, models who aren't, you know, conventionally like beautiful insects like they mostly are, but they have, you know, a whole variety of, of different different types, which I think is, is a great thing, do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've come a long way already and yeah. we want to do more. We want to make sure that we're more inclusive and um, be accepting of everybody on the runway. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't want just one special type of model. We want we want to see inclusiveness on the runway and more into the fashion world. Yeah, yeah. And that's we have come a long way, but there's still a long way to go. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, um 
we have the show on the 22nd of October and that show is um, inclusive to all body types. Okay. So that's a really good show to come and see. Um, it, again, we're just being inclusive and making sure that we don't just have one body type. All right. Okay. So it's going to be very hard for a, a normal model to get work anymore. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I did quote marks in rabbit ears there when I said normal model because what is a normal model? I guess when we think of models, we think of beautifully sculpted physiques and lovely, you know, cheekbones. And yeah, that, that they're models. They're beautiful people. And you understand why they, they sell clothes because people go, I want to look like that. And if I wear that, then I'll look just like her. It's great. That, that you, 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 there's this great roulette of inclusion of, of different abilities and, and, and body types. Exactly. When is the show on the 22nd? If you want to get you get a plug in, you know. Yeah, it's at Stanford Hotel on the 22nd of October, and I think it starts at 3. Stanford Plaza Grand Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Where's the Stanford? Is that in the city? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Yeah, mascot. Mascot. All right. Well, that's good. I'm right near East Lakes. I'm not far from there. Actually, so maybe you can come and um, watch our show, Shay. I'm right next to East Lakes. You can, man. You're about five minutes walk away from that. You're in East Lakes. We'll rock up to that, I think. Yeah. We'll get your underpants ready. <laughs> Maybe underpants. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, is, is it, is it right near the East Gardens? Um, Stanford is probably closer to the airport, I reckon. Uh, In fact, i got a feeling uh, I've passed in my car the Stanford Hotel. It's a big Stanford and it's got kind of like the head of a dude in a a suit of armour on it. That might be the Stanford logo, I think. So it's somewhere quite close to the airport. You know, a nice swish plush hotel. Um, Yeah. But yeah. What what was your most famous person you ever met? Oh you, yeah. You. What was the most famous person I've ever met? I actually met um Chloe Kardashian. That's probably <laughs> Chloe, <laughs> Chloe Kardashian. <laughs> Chloe Kardashian. Do you like her? Yeah. <laughs> He's looking at me. Have you ever seen met him? Huh? Look, look. I I I. I have never watched a program with a Kardashian. I've never seen a Kardashian. I probably have seen a Kardashian, a photo of them. I, I, you can't avoid it. And yet, I get—I don't know how many there are. There are probably 12 of them, 12 Kardashians or 13. And like, um, but I guess they're so kind of culturally pervasive and everywhere that you, you can't avoid knowing what a Kardashian is. Yeah, they're fashion... They're, they're a celebrity, aren't they're, they? They're fashion ladies. They're fashion they, ladies. I think they're African-American. Are they mixed? Uh, are, are they? I don't know. See, yeah. I, I, know, I know enough I to know. I'm not sure about you that. Think so? I think they're Armenian. Armenian? Yeah. Oh. Romanian. Romanian. Armenia is next to Turkey. Turkey? Which is next to Europe. Okay, where did you meet Chloe Kardashian? I met Chloe at... Parramatta, Westfield at Parramatta. Oh. And, um... I thought you were going to say, like, Rio or, no, the, or the Ritz. No, she, she just came to Westfield. Or the French Riviera. <laughs> she's, that, Westfield's Parramatta. Yeah. But still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. and my son was very... I actually took my son there because he was obsessed with her. And um, she was very nice. She was a very nice team. And, yes, I think the Kardashians are inclusive because yeah, yeah. they're not, you know, they're not Victoria's Secret model 
types. Yeah. Um, and I think they are. I think they, they accept everyone for who they are and I think they try and help a lot of people out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Do do they have are they do they have labels? Do they have fashion labels? They do, they do. And I think um I think Chloe herself has made um denim jeans that fit all body types. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you you said you met Chloe Dashian. How many years ago did you saw her? I think that was about six years ago. Six years ago? Yeah. Have you met um football <laughs> football players? Have you met any football players? Um I have, but I don't I yeah. have. I have through my kids. I've kids. Football, football uh, players. Okay. You've got three sons, is that right? I've got three right? sons, yeah. do, they, do they play football? They did. They did play rugby league, yeah. But yeah. now they're all in um, trade trade jobs, so they yeah. can't really... I was going to ask, yeah. did they follow you into fashion and design? But no. no. Well, I guess tra- trade can be... <laughs> I don't know if you're plumber's creative, a building's creative. Oh, I guess, I guess I can say they're all creative. I mean, my eldest son is a painter. Okay. Like, like for like, homes and industrial painting. Oh, I thought you meant like no. landscapes and, <laughs> so and, and portraits. No, no, no. okay. So that, that there's, there's more money in house painting than, uh, you know. You could be creative with some, like, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> painting. Colour, matching colour plates and schemes. Yeah, 100%. So they've got that side of my family. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the other two are Reese and Jai are concreters. Okay. So that's a bit creative, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Building homes, start, start of a home. And if you want to get rid of someone, <laughs> like a body, you know, you got to like concrete. I've seen enough Godfather films to know, well, that's what, that's what you do. Wow. Not that your sons would ever think of doing that. I don't know why, why I went there. I'm sorry. I, I think really you're really creative, Jeff, with your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Egyptian fashion itself uh, isn't, isn't different isn't um, any different but I think if you go into the ancient Egyptian um, fashion which is where my collection is inspired from uh, that is different and you know what Uh, Egyptians these days dress very modest Um, but ancient Egyptians actually showed a lot of skin a lot of skin. So we've 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 changed so much over the years, and um, but I'm trying to take that a little bit back and trying to make people feel comfortable in their own skin. And um, you know, if they are comfortable in their own skin, then they can show a little bit more. Um, also, creativity through um, men's fashion. I'm trying to change that a little bit in the sense that. Um, you know, have a little bit more, be a bit more gutsy on how uh, to dress. But, and, but uh, yeah, they've got a history of very, very out there fashion. I mean, Tutankhamun, I mean, that dude, his his tomb, uh, he was under the nines, that, that headdress and uh, that sense of fashion. Absolutely. But But you're saying like on like hieroglyphs on the temple walls, they they had sort of, they were kind of a bit, bit racy, a bit rude, a bit underdressed. Yep. Are, are, you yep. s- are you saying Egyptian fashion like... Silk and different clothes. Uh, Egyptian, ancient Egyptian fashion has well, a lot of velvet. Is um, it velvet? I, yeah. I would have said Muslim. I don't know yeah, why. I think. it has a lot of that as well. Um, velvet, a lot of whites, golds. Um, very showy, very very yeah, showy, yeah. and that's that's where yeah a lot of my designs are. If you've seen them, you'll understand that that comes from the ancient Egyptians. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have covered lots of ground, Fatten, and I want to thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we've roamed all over the place and there's still, as usual, so much that we need to find out and we'll find out next time, hopefully. But good luck with the shows you've got coming up and it was delightful to talk to you. Um, thanks. Thank, thank you, you so much, thank Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. And Fatten, thank you for on the air talking. 
Thank you, Shay. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Yes. listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.